Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I don't know what to call this episode that won't spoil it. So hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Hi, Mariah. Hi, Casey. This is so exciting. This is such a little last minute date. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked out. It worked out. Thanks for being flexible. We should just, we can't even, I, no one on this podcast, on this podcast could listen to us. We don't even listen to ourselves. <laughs> it's true. But here we are. We Here we are. <laughs> our darling friends, we uh, like made and canceled this recording several times. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, today we're going to talk a little bit about um, a young man named... Hideki. Uh, I'm going to call him Hideki because that's what I grew up calling Hideki Matsui. His yes, name, same. I was just going right? to say that. Yeah. Hideki Matsui, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, is a great baseball player who I had the pleasure of meeting uh, kind of a lot. And his mom, when I worked for Jow, Yes, his mom is so oh. little and he's so big. Yeah. It's really amazing. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Because he's, he's like so a sweet. He's like a big, sweet man. And yeah. his mom is like so very small <laughs> and I don't know. It's yeah. kind of a silly thing to be surprised by, but I'm just like, wow, look how little you are. <laughs> but, right. Um, he's a fantastic baseball player. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. And he's, he's nice. He's, he's obviously very, 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 very famous uh, in Japan. Yeah. So obviously at Jao, like it's a big deal when he flies with it was us. A big, yeah. Yeah. And um, he was lovely. And I have so many, like, this is not relevant to the story, but I just remember um, my boss who was like escorting him. So a big part of working for JAL is like escorting passengers who need more, um, who are better than you, right? You know, like <laughs> very wealthy right. businessmen or um, just passengers who get a lot of extra service because of their um, place in the social hierarchy. And... Um, if they're really, really, really big, then the bosses will like come to the airport to escort them. And um, oh, wow. I, I really liked one of those bosses. I mean, I liked him so, so much. I can't even tell you how much I liked him. He's never going to hear this, but he was just, <laughs> he's the one that told me that his wife, uh, he asked me what his wife should have done. He says like, you're from the country. And I was like, yeah, I'm from the country. And he said, my wife uh, was driving to work and there was a goose in the middle of the road and so she oh. just stopped and like waited but like for 20 minutes like she was late because she oh, just was like sweet. i don't know how to handle this goose situation right <laughs> so right. it's like that is a that's a real problem because geese are mean so yes very yeah mean. but uh and i i just love him i love him to death he's got the cutest kids cutest wife hope he's doing great yeah um but what was he, your answer uh to oh <laughs> to what to do about the goose i said well <laughs> yeah. i said like she could honk at it right like she could honk yeah. see if that works mm -hmm. there is always a possibility mm -hmm. that a goose will attack your car that's just a thing that can happen it happened to uh bff of the show mariah douglas she her car got attacked yeah. by a goose um and he what was i gonna say oh uh you could also like kind of like drive very slowly and just like encourage the goose yeah. to get out of the way <laughs> or you can get out i mean i've chased like geese with like mother geese off the road before like just gone yeah. like and like bring like a coat and just like chased it but i don't think that yeah. the sweet little lady was gonna chase the goose <laughs> off the road maybe she would have. right but but uh it's such a sweet thing to ask i know 
I loved him so, so much. Sweet. I loved him so much. And Hideki Matsui was was at the airport. He was kind of come to the airport and I was working at the lounge at the time. And so they told me like, hey, just so you know, Hideki Matsui is going to come through. And um, they I said like, oh, I'm like, you know, I'm a we're Yankees fans. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. So. Yeah. So we were. Um, so I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, it's fun to have like a celebrity who I'm familiar with, you know, and yeah. Um, he said, my, my boss said, do you want to shake the hand? And I was just like, I do. I do want to shake his hand. I do. Yeah. And then yeah. he came through the airport and I was just like, nope. And bowed like I would for anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which again is like a funny default, but in that context, it's what makes sense. So just yeah, like, for nope, sure. just a, just a bow from the waist. That's what we're doing. Yeah. But, you probably yeah. appreciated that too. Yeah, he was always he was always very pleasant. He was always like yeah, totally just pleasant. And as long as nobody like we didn't I mean really we just didn't want passengers to like mob him. So Right. Sure. Um this has nothing to do with anything with the story. So the po- <laughs> all I'm saying is that I'm going to call this young man Hideki even though Hideki, his name yeah. is very clearly pronounced like Hideki or whatever, you know what I mean? But we're just going with Hideki because yeah. that's a name I knew as a child. And <laughs> yeah. so uh, our young buddy Hideki is a sweet young man in his early 20s. And it is his first day on the job. Oh, okay. As his job as an air traffic controller in Tokyo. It's his first day on the job. <laughs> I'm starting to get sad that people are appearing on our podcasts. <laughs> I know. I know. Damn it. It's your Already. first day. Why are you it's here? His first day. His first day. And uh, our boy Hideki, uh, they're really, they just threw him in there. I don't know if they just had tons of confidence in him, but he's managing like a dozen planes at a time. On day one. Okay. And uh, he's going for it. He's trying to like stay on top of everything. He's like keeping track of where the planes are. And uh, we got his uh, supervisor, Yasuko, is like keeping an eye on everything, trying to keep everything kosher at the air traffic control factory. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's Hideki's first day. I've, I'm so proud of him. He did it. Uh, he did it. He did it. So, uh there's planes flying around in the air, obviously, over Tokyo. Obviously, very busy airspace, right? And uh, we got a couple of planes, right, that we're going to kind of focus on. Uh, we got uh, Japan Airlines Flight 907. Uh, Japan Airlines Flight 907 is a glamorous, beautiful, exceptional 747. A big, beautiful, full 747. We've had all these combis, and combis, as we all know, cannot hold that many people. But this is a real 747, and it's got... 427 Ooh. people on board because it's a real 747. Right. Our uh, our sweet little flight 907, 747. So it's a 907. There's numbers, too many numbers, right? So it's a 907. Nope. It's a 747, a 747, like, a Boeing 747. I don't think I've heard of a nine, 907. <laughs> but uh, it's a 747 and it's flight 907. Okay. So glue those numbers together in your mind. It's flown okay. by uh, our boy, Captain Makoto, right? And uh, it just took off from Haneda. So Haneda and uh, Narita are the two airports in Tokyo. So it just took off uh, and it's climbing to altitude. 
and uh, they're on their way to Osaka. Isn't that nice? Editing Casey from the future. Uh, Okinawa. Okinawa, not Osaka. Okinawa. So sorry. Beautiful island with lots of stuff going on. Uh, And then just for no reason at all, I'm going to mention another plane that happens to be flying around. Uh, It's a flight, Japan Airlines, flight 958. It is the second best plane, a DC-10, right? So, mm, right? Like, if we get a TriStar in here and have an Electra doing loops, like, this is just perfection. So uh, it's a DC-10, just gorgeous, beautiful, beautiful plane. Uh, Also, nice and big, we got uh, 250. Uh, what's my math? Yeah, 250 people on board, right? So full, robust DC-10 holding its own, powerful plane. Uh, love it. We love it. Uh, it's going, uh, it's going to Narita, so it's on its way to Narita. So this is flight 958, and it's a DC-10, and it's flown okay. by Captain Tatsuyuki. Okay. So uh, now this assembly of characters is already pretty scary, right? So we got uh, two planes and we got air traffic control. And so maybe you can get a sense of kind of where this is heading. Yeah. So uh, now these two planes on there, so one's going to Tokyo, one's leaving Tokyo. Different airports, but it doesn't matter, right? So there, one's going in, one's coming out. Uh, along with hundreds of other planes, right? There's a lot of planes. This is busy airspace, right? Like Tokyo is is uh, like a truly, truly massive city with multiple airports, right? It's like New York. There's planes flying around yeah. all over the place. Um, and so these two planes are actually uh, on the same, like they're actually going to cross, right? These two planes, their trajectories are actually going to cross, um, mm-hmm. but they're going to cross at different altitudes because it's the air, baby. You got Three dimensions that you can fly yeah. in, right? So uh, they're going to cross each other, but the uh, flight 907, so our uh, 747, is uh, gonna is, has reached its altitude, right? It just took off. It's at altitude now. It's flying at 39,000 feet, right? Beautiful. Uh, can you imagine the honor, the glory of being in a 747 on the second right? floor at, at 39,000 uh, feet? Oh, take me a- there. Great day. Great day. Uh, and then flight 958 is at 37,000 feet. Okay. So uh, that's like 2,000 feet is is definitely not a collision, right? 2,000 feet is a not at all insignificant distance, right? 2,000 feet is, is you know, that's, that's a nice little buffer, right? But our boy Hideki is like, I want to be the best air, tra- air traffic controller I can be. And I think... Mm-hmm. Let's get those boys a little further away from each other, right? You figure the DC-10. I'm going to start calling the 747 and the DC-10 just to simplify this, right? So, because those sure. you can actually like picture the difference, right? You yeah. can picture you and all of our listeners can easily <laughs> picture the difference. No, yes. I'm teasing. But uh, so the um, the 747, right, is is flying away, right? They're on their flight. They've reached altitude so that they can, mm-hmm. you know, stay on that trajectory to go to their destination, whereas the DC-10 is arriving. So uh, what makes sense? We'll have the 907. We'll have flight 907. We'll have the DC-10. Just come down a little bit. Just get a little lower. You're trying to get to the ground yeah. anyway. That's the goal. So we'll get you a little lower, right? So Hideki uh, says uh, 907. 
uh, descend in altitude 2,000 feet. But but he he says 907. He said 907. Oh. He said he said the the plane that was on top. He said the 747 no. should descend. No. He meant to say 958. He meant to say the DC 10 should descend. But he said the 90 the 907 should descend. Oh no. So like that's a first. That's a 100% first day mistake. Yep. I'm getting it mixed up in the story. Just telling the story. I'm mixing yeah. them up. Right. So, uh, so there's something on board a plane called a TCAS system. It's like a little thing that says like, I'm here and it's to keep planes from actually running into each other. Right. So what a TCAS system will do is if two planes get too close, forget air traffic control, the TCAS system will give both of those planes instructions. Right. And so because it gives both of them instructions, it keeps them both from making the same maneuver. Right. So if you imagine if you were on a plane and both of you are flying at each other, both of you might try to ascend or both of you might try to descend or both of you might try to turn to the right. uh, And that obviously would be disastrous. Right. So a TCAS system sends two messages to both to each plane. Um, That way they get uh, instructions that will complement one another. Right. And it also just tells you when you're too close to another plane. Right. If you figure there's. Yeah, like right. you need to know, right? So uh, the the TCAS system was like, maybe don't descend two thousand feet, maybe don't. And but our boy Makoto, like our he's a captain of a glorious seven four seven, and he's listening to air traffic control, like he's been doing for his whole life, right? So that's yeah, that's there's uh, it'll come up in this story and in others whether you're supposed to listen to TCAS or uh, air traffic control, and like today. The instruction is like listen to TCAS. Like the TCAS is not is not a sweet boy on his first day at air traffic control, right? TCAS right. system is a computer that knows where both of you are, and so. But at this time, and most most people are never in this situation, and it's a little more gray. So the captain of the seven four seven listens to the air traffic control, listens to Hideki, and descends. Uh, Hideki realizes his error, right? Like he realizes what that the mistake he's made and he realizes that now the planes are on course to crash into one another. And he orders some, the, uh, the 747 to turn right so they can get off the collision course. And for some reason that, that transmission doesn't go through. For some reason, the pilot doesn't hear it. Now, let us not forget that the DC-10 is just rolling. They've gotten no directions. They're just on the same trajectory they've been on, right? They've gotten, they haven't heard anything from ATC. Right. So uh, the 747 uh, never gets the memo, doesn't turn right. Uh, our girl Yasuko here realizes what's going on, right? Yasuko realizes something is uh, wrong, that these two planes are now headed straight toward each other. And she comes over to step in and like help her boy out, right? Uh, she orders the 747 to climb. Um, but in, instead of seeing uh, flight 907, she says flight 957. Oh. Which is nothing. Flight 957 is nothing. No plane has that flight number. And so everybody just ignores it, like doesn't get the memo. So there have been two directions given by air traffic control so far that would have got everybody into a safe place that the the pilots haven't gotten for whatever reason, right? Right. So 
they are uh they the uh, yasuko like calls out probably in her haste says 957 that's nothing so these two planes are headed straight for each other at 37,000 feet now all of a sudden the pilots spot each other and see that they are literally seconds from crashing into one another and in that instant in that split second our boy captain makoto just shoves the nose of the plane down it's a 747 it is not like a fighter pilot it is not a plane that can just whoop de whoop around he sees that they're gonna crash into another plane and he just jams the controls forward and drops the nose of the plane the two miss each other reports conflict but according to the captain of the 747, Captain Makoto, he believed that they missed each other by 10 yards. Oh, no. By 30 feet. Wow. 677 people almost crashed into each other and didn't. And let's return to our sweet dear DC-10 that, again, didn't hear anything, didn't do anything, is just still flying, right? Just, just nothing the whole time. Uh, and they just keep heading for Tokyo, which is where they were going anyway. Uh, I'm sure the pilots had, like, the scare of their life, but, but they're yeah. good. They're, they're good. Uh, the nine, the nine, Flight 907, the 747, um, is not doing so great. They shoved the noise of the plane down and the pilot um, you know, was in control of the aircraft. Like He leveled back out. But this plane had just taken off and yeah. reached altitude. Oh. So the flight attendants were walking around serving drinks. When we've talked a little bit about this before, like parabolas, like if you've ever seen those like anti-gravity flights that you can do, which do look extremely cool. The way they do that is by flying parabolas. And if you remember like 10th grade math, like a parabola is like that, like up and down thing on a graph. Right. And like a up and down. You can't see my fingers. So it makes no (laughs) sense. But uh, so when you fly down like that when you dive right you like lift away right so it's extremely jarring anybody who wasn't buckled in so the flight attendants children like infants in arms go flying there's a little boy a little toddler got tossed four rows back just tossed like a doll the flight attendants had been serving drinks so scalding water got just sprayed all over the cabin uh people hit their guys seriously stay buckled if seriously stay buckled stay buckled if you're sitting in your seat right like your buckle helps you so people who weren't buckled i'm not mad at them i'm trying to blame them for what happened to be clear i'm just telling you for the future stay buckled like the like they uh like slammed up against the the uh either the ceiling above them or the luggage rack above them, whatever it's called, the thing <laughs> that you keep luggage in. Uh, um, so yeah. what is it called? Yeah. That overhead thing. compartment. There uh, it is. Overhead compartment. Thank you. Bingo, bango. So the um, people like smacked into it. Like people were really, really, really injured. There were people who were seriously, seriously injured. So uh, Makoto flies back to Tokyo. He's like, we're not, we're not going 
we're not going anywhere. We're going to go back and get people medical attention. So again, there were, how many did we say? 427 people on board that plane. A hundred people were injured and somewhere in the 15 ish number were really, really injured. Um, including that little boy who got tossed yeah. and, um, people, some people had really bad burns from the water. Oh. So people were really injured, but nobody died. So what would have been the deadliest incident in history, right? What would have, we've, we, you and I, you don't know the story I'm referencing, but some of you out there know an important story from aviation where a lot of people died, the the deadliest crash, what is in fact the deadliest crash. Yeah. And this would have surpassed that. So wow. like this, and it was midair, right? So there's right. no telling what, what damage it could have done to people on the ground. Like they're over Tokyo. So everybody survived, which is great. A right? miracle, like, a yes. literal miracle. Uh, a literal miracle, a literal miracle. Um, they, Makoto just friggin' did what he had to do in that moment. And it had obviously like devastating consequences, but everybody lived and everybody on earth would rather like deal with injuries than, than lose their life and the lives of so many hundreds of yeah, other people. Right. Uh, so, uh, so Hideki, right? And the Asuko. Yeah. The air traffic controllers. This was obviously a big deal. Like this was was obviously a pretty big deal. Um, and on some level, I wish. I mean, uh, like you all know where I'm going to go with this. Like I feel, I feel so bad for them. I could not feel worse for them. I think about how air traffic control is like the most stressful job I can even imagine, yeah. and there is no way to find out ahead of time if you're going to be good at it, right? Like, I mean, you can do well in simulations and the training and everything like that, but uh, so um, for this was in I don't think I even said what year this was. This was in uh, on January 31st of 2001. Uh, so wow. a few short months before 9-11 yeah. and um, there were prosecutors who wanted to prosecute this Yeah, and oh. I know and uh, prosecutor whatever like they're the Japanese um, version of a DA right um, proposed pressing charges against Hideki Yasuko oh and Makoto and the pilot of flight 907 what? who saved everyone's lives yeah so like fuck that guy right yeah, at the no, top no, right no, no. like i just this is like the opposite of me as a person like people who are like someone should go to jail like i think you should go to jail for like i think feral cats should go to jail like right. i don't know <laughs> like i just but like but like the, also you uh, don't think that humans should go to jail either <laughs> For the most part. No. Only feral cats would go to jail. But like, because they, they out there killing stuff. So right, anyway, right. the, the, uh, so, so, uh, they, the, again, version of a grand jury did not, uh, accept charges against Makoto. Did not, nothing. The pilots are fine. The pilots, right. thank God, are not only alive, but did not get prosecuted. Um, there were, there were court, like hearings. There was like 
over and over and over and over and over again like it's because it's a complex case right like it is it is their job like there's not somebody else who's in charge of this it is their job right to keep planes safely away from one another um but it's very obviously not on purpose and they did give like they gave two instructions that like and one just didn't go through like they gave two two sets of instructions to get the planes away from one another and one just didn't go through and like I don't know anything about anything my guess is that like he just didn't hit the button like hit the button right, right or hit the wrong button or whatever to transmit I don't know that but that seems plausible to me and whatever it is so or they stepped on each other I don't know but the um they were at first they like beat the charges basically like they yeah. they it was ruled that they um basically just wasn't criminal it wasn't criminal negligence that it was um you know just an accident an accident thank right. god nobody died and um the prosecutor wanted to like go after them so badly that he appealed it to all the way to the Japanese Supreme Court and ultimately they he wanted them to get uh, 10 he wanted Hideki to get 10 years what? and wanted Yasuko to get 15 yeah I mean uh it's complex obviously a lot of people are really hurt but like oh my god like right and so ultimately in the end in the end Hideki got a year and Yasuko got 18 months but when they because it's such a complex case and there are so many um like ramifications of having somebody go to jail for something like this. They postponed the the sentence for three years to like give time for the appeal. So they hadn't actually spent any time in jail this whole time. Although I can't even, it is unfathomable to me to have something like this hanging over your head. Yeah. Like I cannot. But also why give them three years if you're going to like, just don't go through I it think at to all. Appeal, well, right, like, exactly. So, okay, this is years later. They It was, like, in 2010, right? Like, this happened in 2001. Ten years later, like, ten years, like, what, what, what is the benefit to society? Like, yeah. how does society benefit from having them go to jail ten years later? It's not, like, they're not dangerous criminals. They, like, goofed up, right? right? Like, they, they, they made a serious mistake. I don't know. I, I can't, I I have just no bloodthirst for mistakes at all. Like no. if it's a, and again, they, it wasn't like they were, it's just a, the human element, right? They weren't being negligent. It wasn't right. like he was asleep and didn't realize he knew where the planes were and he was trying to give them directions to get away from one another and just like said the wrong words right. because that's a thing humans do. And so did she, right? They just, they just spoke the wrong numbers yeah. and like, there's no explanation for that. There's nobody on earth could ever train their brain to never misspeak i don't know but no, right, anyway yeah. and i looked really hard to try to find if they actually did time and i'm pretty sure that they did because they didn't win their appeal and so i'm pretty sure that both of them did that hideki did a year and yasuko did 18 months mm-hmm. around the 2010 mark i know and like on one level once you do your time it's over yeah. And that sounds like I, I can imagine if this hung over my head for 10 years, I can totally imagine saying like a year. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of that right. year, I'll be. But this is that is not how you feel. You no. do not want to go to prison. No, I don't want to go to prison at all. Like I am infuriated that they went to fucking prison. 
I know. Oh I, my I feel God. the same way. I feel it. And again, like, so this is the thing I guess I get like, so I'm like trying to be sensitive to the prosecutor too. Like, I don't know. I, oh, fuck that guy. I know. I, well, we went after the pilot and I feel like that is, and the reason I went after the pilot is because he said that the pilot shouldn't have listened, should have listened to the TCAS system, shouldn't have listened to the air traffic controller. Like, okay, dude, like you have no idea what this job is like. You have no idea. Like, I don't know, whatever. Do and he saved everyone's everyone life. everyone would have died? Yeah, he saved everyone's life. Right. Uh, but all of that, I mean, we're going to, unfortunately, and some of you already know the the story I'm alluding to, unfortunately, that discrepancy between what the TCAS system tells you to do and what an air traffic controller tells you to do can be really, I mean, that can cause a problem, right? And again, it's just it's a human thing. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is that I am quite certain that at this point, this is behind both of them. Like this is behind Hideki and this is behind Yasuko. Yeah. And uh, I, if anybody out there can confirm that they actually did actually serve a sentence, um, I would be, I, I would be happy to know that information. Um, but I couldn't find anything saying that like everything was written in like the future tense. Like right. they'll have to serve their year and year and a half after this like three-year waiting period for appeals and then there was like no update so um but that day has come and gone because that day that three years ahead was in 2010 so i hope wherever they are they're doing great i hope everybody who's on that plane is doing great i hope that kid is doing great like i hope everybody is just fine yeah. i hope everyone is fine so badly Gosh. um the air traffic control company the the city i don't really know i actually don't know who yeah. the where this money would come from but they did pay out uh they paid out like 80 something million yen <laughs> and oh i don't know what how that um i don't know what the exchange rate would have been right. like i don't know how to turn that into american money today yeah and Fully 40% of you aren't American anyway. So how much good does that do? Yeah. <laughs> but, hmm. but, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't cheap, right? They, they paid out to like families and paid out to, I think Japan airlines, right? I don't know. I hate, I hate everybody lived, which makes this like a tolerable story, right. but I just feel so, so bad for everybody in this story. And I feel like the pilot did a great job. I feel like the other pilot did exactly what he needed to do, which was just keep going. Like yeah. in the end, like he just, I don't know what he knew or when he knew it, but, or how he like, cause again, if he had tried to dive too, that would have been a real that would have been a disaster, right? Yeah. Like he didn't. So they just, he just stayed straight and and everybody lived. Wow. And everybody on his plane was totally fine. So that's good. I mean, thank God everyone lived. That is what I'm going to focus yeah. on. If yeah. I went to jail for something like that, I just, I don't, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. I know. I guess it depends on the jail system. I'm sure it's, I don't, I have no literally zero context for what like a japanese jail would be but i know i was thinking about that too yeah absolutely not i would re i would not go to jail here for something like that absolutely not no Ugh. i know here if they were like okay you got to do a year at like minimum security 
federal prison. I'm I I I'd I'd probably go for it. You'd have to talk me <laughs> like into as one hundred percent. We we'll go visit. We'll yeah. go read books to inmates or something, and we can check it out. Okay. I regular prison to be extremely clear in no way do I want to even remotely imply that prison in America in general is not horrifying right horrifying horrifying I've had the privilege of of knowing a lot of people who um spent time in prison and it's it's horrifying yeah so i don't want to in any way imply that but but federal minimum security federal prison mm, is not as horrible (laughs) right right uh because guess what kind of people go to jail there anyway so um the yeah i I don't know i wish donald trump but maybe we shouldn't (laughs) Ooh, ooh. Friends, what do you think? Are you hearing this right now? Are you hearing this? Did this get edited out? No. Nope, We're going to find out. Not. I know. But maybe state prison, though, right? New York State. Oh, that would be great. We'll find out. We'll find out. Um, Yeah. So, I don't know. That's the story of this story. There's not like a... It, it's sometimes called like the 2001 Tokyo near miss. That's mm. like one of the ways this is referred to. Because yeah. like, that's the thing. Like... There's you you don't it's it's not a collision, thankfully, right? And it's not like an, a runway incursion. It's not like the two planes did not did not touch, um, which is exactly what you want to have happen. Right. And and again, for everybody, like I know that there's I don't know, like, gosh, darn it all, like air traffic controllers. Oh my gosh, yeah. you guys, like thank you. Thank you so much. It is such an impossible job to me. Like it's impossible to to imagine and i know that like a lot of air traffic control at least here a lot of air traffic control jobs are like not union and they're private companies and they work everybody super hard or they like don't care if like like i knew somebody who had a second job as an air traffic controller and so he had two full-time jobs two full he worked 80 hours a week and one of those jobs was an, as an air traffic controller wow. like that at, for a private company where you got paid shit. Like you right. got paid nothing. Like so I was going to say, what's the training for air traffic control? Is it like just like uh, you can just apply for it? Or is there like a I think so. Or something? I, so uh, there is very famously an air traffic control union. Right. And that's something that there. Um, so like maybe. We recall when uh, there was the air traffic controller strike in the U.S. Oh, during yeah. Reagan's term, yep. and Reagan did with a flatly illegal, like a yeah. plainly illegal act to uh, like bust the strike. But um, so I think I say all that to say most union jobs right have something like have like training and like an apprenticeship and i don't know if there's an apprenticeship to an air traffic controller right i don't think that but like i'm sure they have like training and i know that there are air traffic controller jobs that are paid really really well and are like highly professional and and then just like everything else in aviation there's like the top of the line version of this where everybody is like paid well and everybody like they make sure you got enough sleep they make sure you don't work too many hours they make sure you have the support and equipment you need and then there's somebody who's working the same exact job on a contract and they get nothing and they have way less training and they have I don't know. It's just like anything else in aviation, unfortunately. Right. Like there's always the like, 
like I think I just saw something the other day that said air traffic controllers like average like $120,000 a year, which is great. I want them. I want that for them. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Get that money. But I know for a fact that there are air traffic controlling jobs that are paid dramatically less yeah. than that. So Well, and you have to figure like where are airports? They're in cities, which are more expensive anyways. So yeah, it's yeah. that that is going to naturally be higher and it may seem like a lot of money, but yeah, it's actually not when you, you know, or you have a whole family go, and are living in right. a two bedroom apartment. Like, yeah, that's real. Yeah. That's real. We could go work at, and again, the point is that all of those things like diminish your ability to function. So even yeah. on a totally selfish level, like on a completely selfish, like I don't care about him and his family. I don't care about her. Like even on the totally selfish level, mm-hmm. so many lives are in these people's hands and I don't know. And and we all benefit directly from from everybody in all of our stories being supported and getting like enough sleep, enough rest, enough support, enough yeah. not being crushed yeah. under like the weight of debt. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. See, if the story doesn't have if the story's not long enough, we <laughs> it turns into <laughs> it turns into our just but. regular conversations. <laughs> Yeah, like I literally I just double checked the it, recording to make sure that we were still <laughs> shit, we're recording. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah. We should. We'll we'll set ourselves free. Yeah, we love right. you all so much. We really do. So obviously we do. Uh, obviously this is like a um, shorter episode um, following some of the more intensive episodes that we've put out. Um, there's more intensive episodes coming up. Mm-hmm. So um, if you are looking forward to those, then that's something to look forward to. Um, yeah. We love you. Oh, do you have a fact? It's okay for you. I do have a fact. And it's oh, actually yes, yes, funny. Yes. It's funny that it's, it actually has something to do with uh, like the legal system. Um, I, so as you know, I was in Buffalo this weekend. Happy Father's Day, Dad. He does not listen. I have not told any of my family about this podcast. <laughs> happy Father's um, Day. So happy Father's Day, Dad. You'll never hear this message, but that's okay. Um and we were at dinner and we were just I forget how exactly we got on this topic, but we were talking about like obscure laws, um, th- just like, you know, crazy laws that like nobody follows, nobody enforces that are just still in uh, just like never were. I don't know. Sure. We, never taken, taken off the off books. The books. Right. Yeah. And we were saying how like every 10 years we should like review some of this stuff. So that it doesn't get forgotten about because there can be some harmful practices that like we don't exactly know where they stem from, whatever. So um, we were kind of just like looking up funny laws or whatever. And I don't know why this particular one stuck out to me. And so I wanted to share it with you all. So until the 1980s, it was illegal for women to drive a car down the main street in Waynesboro, Virginia, unless her husband was walking in front of the car, waving what? a red flag. What? And I, what? I can't imagine what would have started that law in the first place. Like something very specific happened. Very specific. And I didn't get. It's a not chance any man like, either. No, 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 no. It's your husband. Yeah. So, so like if you and I were yeah. like had to drive through this town, what, where's the town? Uh, Virginia, Waynesboro, Virginia. 
The regular Virginia, not even West Virginia. Right, the regular old Virginia. Amazing. So <laughs> just imagine. So you like, and I, if we had to drive through there, like it wouldn't even. I wouldn't even be able to like, grab my red flag and no. like wave it in front of you. No. It would. We'd need to bring our husbands. Yes. To to. to yes. One hundred percent. And if you're Something not married, happened. I guess you're not driving. I guess not. At least not. down Main Street anyways. I don't know about the other streets, but something happened on Main Street. Something happened if on I, Main I'm gonna Street. I'm going to look it up a little bit more if I find any. Yeah. I couldn't find anything, but if I find something, uh, Something happened, an and they f- they literally found, like, the worst possible solution. Yes, literally <laughs> like, the worst. The most, like, a comically absurd. <laughs> like a red flag, specifically. Uh, it just made me think of, like, oh, the... Yeah. the guys on the ground like doing the airplanes like the with the yes flashlight things yeah. i don't know yeah just funny yeah so it, oh it kind gosh. of pairs perfectly with this story so great <laughs> meant to be wait why does it pair perfectly oh just because it's i don't know it reminded me of an airplane and and uh not pilots but like the people on the ground doing the work ah, so right, right. yes yes i right. caught up sorry i got behind there but no, no, you're right. so yeah it's late oh my gosh it's so late it's so late um i love you so much I love you too. everybody we love all of you yeah. um thanks for doing this uh, i know thank you thank you for being down um our darling friends um we love you and we want we have so much love to give so we want to love more of you <laughs> so um if you could all either i guess have a kid or if you could uh <laughs> uh tell your friends about this podcast yeah, it would be so awesome yeah well whatever how one way or the other i gotta right. get the numbers up right. but <laughs> but this is i mean maybe that crosses into the cult here was gonna say from now, MLM. now we're moving like from, from MLM, MLM. Cult immediately yeah just full-blown full-blown <laughs> cult it's fine it's fine it's season two it's a cult now yeah. surprise yeah. like but you're in now um, it's too late so it's true it's true we're all gonna get baby belly propelli tattooed on our yeah, we are. on our hearts Ugh. but uh the okay a couple of things oh yeah so please uh uh, if you can, if you have a uh, the option to, pretty please um, review us on Apple Podcasts so that their algorithm will know we exist. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok. And you can, I have the hiccups all of a sudden. And you can uh, email us at thepodcrushed at gmail.com. Um, and we need to pick a glorious place. Yeah. Um, well, Japan. I yeah, don't think we Japan. have any Japanese listeners. We don't have any Japanese listeners. We don't. That's the problem. No, no I don't I... think so. Well, we had one person one time listen to one episode. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that counts. Okay. I think we had one of one of Aaron's fans listen uh, one gotcha. time. Gotcha. But um, we, I don't know. We talked about. I don't think who will listen to this episode. How about Ireland? Can we do Ireland? Yeah, I love perfect. Ireland so much. Perfect. Okay, so if you're from Ireland. Send us a picture of your backyard or something that could be your backyard, could plausibly represent your backyard. <laughs> and I i mean, I've had the absolute divine pleasure of um, getting to spend a lot of time in Ireland. And I really, really, really do like it. It's very, very pretty. Yeah. So um, I would love to see your slice of it. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. I love you, Mariah. I love you, too. I'll talk to you soon. 
<laughs> Sounds good. Right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pod Crashed. We so hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok. We love, love hearing from you. Uh, so if we got anything wrong or if you just want to have a chat, be sure to message us so we can chat with you. Uh, we have some lengthier episodes coming up um so something to look forward to hope you enjoyed this one all right talk to you soon bye